0: This episode of Taking It to the House was brought to you by EBH Fitness Studios. It's a way of life. I'm Dr. C. Victor Herbert III, and I'm Taking It to the House. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover,
1: and I'm Taking It to the House. I'm Dr. Jania Hoover, and what I'm Taking
2: to the House is I'm grateful for everyone that's out there getting their vaccinations. And regardless of what is going on in your particular state and I live in one of those states where the wheels are kind of off right now. Let's just hold on. We can start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Let's not roll back this progress that, that we're making. Let's keep going. Let's keep wearing our masks. Even if our governors are telling us that we don't have to, we know that they work. So we don't need to turn away from what's been working. That's
1: what's on my mind today. I would love to follow up with that, because that was my opening burn as well. Vaccinations. I want to say thank you to all of you who, are, who have gotten the vaccinations. A large portion of my family, in particular, have gotten the vaccinations, and so I'll say you're part of the solution and not part of the problem. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Adam Silver came out recently and talked that the NBA, he's not going to make a mandate that their players get the vaccination, and I get it. It should be something of a personal choice. LeBron James himself said, it's gonna be a family decision. I just wanna say thank you to all those who have done it. For those who choose not to, I'm not mad at you at all because it should be optional and you should do your due diligence, do your research to find out what's best for you. But as my co-host, Dr. Hoover was just talking about, the numbers are down. Locally, their hospitalizations are going down. And 77% less new positive COVID cases throughout the country. So the numbers are there. They're speaking out to your being uh, good at what you're doing, which is hand sanitizing, social distancing, wearing your mask, continue doing it. COVID fatigue is real, but please, 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 we haven't, as I say, completely flattened the curve. We need to continue doing what we should be doing for one another. I'm a fan mostly of the human race, so I applaud you. I wanna say thank you for doing what you're doing out there in uh, vaccinations.
0: I echo that, continue to exercise the social distancing, mask, and vaccinations. Those who are prepared to get the vaccinations uh, go forth and do great things, but as Dr. Hoover Kama Jania stated, uh, let's just be patient, it's coming, we all see the light, but let's just take our time. The switching gears, the only thing that's more frustrating at the end of football season, and you have to wait another six months until football season comes, is the All Star break. So not only do you have to wait after the All Star break the next three days before the next basketball game comes on, but come on, Adam Silver, give me a good game to come back to. They're going to put on tonight the Wizards and the Grizzlies. You have deprived me from my NBA for a week and a half. And the game that you bring me back to is two teams are under 500? Come on, man. So, again, that's what I'm burning on. <laughs> I'm upset because I wanted to watch something tonight. But I- I'll wait a couple more days until I can see to watch the Washington Lakers.
1: Having been deprived, brother, just the all-star game Sunday, I'm happy for anything right now. So you give me sub 500, you give me anything right now, I'm going to take it. Because I reminded just a year ago you remember four months of nothing so i will take something over nothing right now give me the wizards give me whoever i just
0: want to see basketball that's how spoiled we became so they yeah. yanked it from us a year ago today right and now they and so we had to go to four months and i told you i became a perfect knitter a quilter a listener at home with my spouse and this the all-American dad, just there for all the things. And I got used to that environment. Then they they slowly trickled in Major League Baseball. Okay, I watched this. Wow. And then USC fights. Then then they started talking about football. And, and then it came, even though it was raggedy, but I watched it. And then basketball. And then my then the Dodgers won the World Series. Then the Lakers won. So yeah, they 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 slowly introduced it. And then I found myself getting sucked back in. And now it's pulled the rug from underneath me again after the football season, now basketball. So now I don't know how to act. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to reality. <laughs> so, Norm is coming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of reality, There's been a few headlines lately that I want to pick your brains about, gentlemen. So on the political front, we've heard about uh, Governor Cuomo in New York that's had several allegations of sexual misconduct. We've seen the same thing with Les Miles and Kansas. We've seen just last week uh, several similar allegations against the Golf Channel. And my question slash observation, what is the solution? Because especially being a woman, it's no secret, I've dealt with several issues that probably bordered on or could have been instances of sexual harassment that I chose not to report for a variety of reasons. But when I see these situations, it seems like there's this boys club and this atmosphere, which was solidified with the previous president and this boys will be boys mentality. And, Ooh, they made a mistake. Let's just say that it's over. And, Oh, I apologize if they intended, or if they took it this way, or if they felt this way about what I said. And do you think that we're doing too much of, responding and and reacting to issues instead of actually really looking at the conditions that create the environment for these types of situations to occur from
1: industry to industry, state to state. There is no place for it. uh, Sexual harassment, whether it's through actions or words, deeds, there's no place for it. Uh, You mentioned Les Miles in Kansas. Well, the infraction that he had actually wasn't even in Kansas. It was at a previous hire uh, at LSU. So um, culture, culture, culture. The culture uh, and education. So these powerful men in particular, because you don't hear of the women uh, sexually harassing men. You don't hear that. It's usually men sexually harassing the women. So I will speak on that from that point. I have three daughters, okay? And, and being a man, being their protector, uh, provide shelter, all those things that a man should be doing. You talk about those things, you teach those things. And then uh, again, being in the military, we were taught it uh, from, for, from a culture, being a macho institution, being in the military, it was prevalent in the military. And now we're talking about the sports world in particular. Again, men, powerful men, powerful positions. They can uh, have everything to do with somebody's scholarship or ability to live a healthy, normal college life for those four years or five years, however long they're there. And there's no place for it, the less miles of the world. Uh, So what's the solution? The solution to me is more education and zero tolerance. Period, and so in this case, you can apologize and still be very uh, um, sincere about your apology. But still, there's no place for it. Continue to teach it. Zero tolerance. In Les Miles' case, he needs to be gone. I don't know if he quit or got fired, but the next infraction for the next person, they need to be fired. There's just
0: no tolerance for it. There's no place for it. Dismiss them. Of a daughter and the brother of two sisters, and the eldest male cousin of what, eight female cousins. Yeah, this is near and dear. The The issue is that I have, when we look at it from an organizational standpoint, whether you're in corporate America, whether you're in the military, whether you're in sports world, is we have these mandatory trainings. And you see the eye rolls when it says, this is the month we're going to have cultural sensitivity training on sexual harassment on gender differences, on race relations. And you see the the eye rolls. Oh, here we go again. No one pays attention. Oh, who would do that? And they laugh when they get the scenarios of what classic overt harassment is versus uh, covert harassment. Oh, no one would say that. No one would do that. Or what is considered sexual assault or unwanted? And what's the difference between consensual? All these types of things where everyone sits around the boardroom, they laugh at the training, they dismiss it, they continue writing notes for something else non-related for the three o'clock meeting when you're in a in this session at 10 o'clock in the morning. My point is people don't care. And, and that's sad and that's unfortunate because that's why we have an issue in the country now. When we start talking about yeah. the, the key word of the day, empathy. Empathy. Whether you're dealing with someone of a different color, Somewhat of a different orientation, nationality, or gender. Empathy. Can I understand why I'm why this is wrong? And so, a culture creates if you're going to be empathetic or you're going to be apathetic. And we we spoke about the leadership uh, uh, styles uh, last week. There are apathetic leadership styles. There are leaders who are disengaged and just does not care, and that shapes a culture. So when I hear this, and if the NCAA says this is zero tolerance, that means zero tolerance, meaning you don't work anymore in NCAA. If you want to go to the high school level and start your career again, do so. If you want to go sort of JUCO or some intramural somewhere, do that. But as far as the NCAA, zero tolerance. We're done. Same thing if you're at the golf channel. This is zero tolerance, meaning you're not working in the golf industry anymore. Not going to ban you if you want to go work at baseball, but mean it because otherwise you're just enabling yes. it. Okay, my bag, get my slap on the wrist and go to the next spot. Governor Cuomo, a year ago, was a star of the country and what he was doing yes. as he combated COVID and creating all these different mitigation strategies. So we saw them as this stoic leader, a transformational leader, a charismatic leader, and just so articulate. Yet behind the scenes, he had other things going on, and we're still learning more. But whether it's the sexual harassment aspect or uh, the, the situation dealing with nursing homes, the face that we saw and began to become embraced and uh, uh, attracted to is something that also caused him to feel entitled, allegedly, to misbehave. And they would call that the David syndrome or the, Bath, the, the Bathsheba syndrome, where you're the man of entitlement, and you feel that you can have something that's not yours. So when we start talking about training, leadership, what organizations want to do, and do they mean what they say? And we spoke about the previous president had created an environment where people felt they could say what they wanted to say. That's right. First Amendment right. However, First Amendment right does not mean you would not ensue some consequences. So what are the consequences? Les Miles was in Michigan. He's at LSU. And he came to Kansas. He had successful coaching career but right now his character career is in question and i would like to see other than ku dismissing him and firing him what does the ncaa do about it that's that's what i say
1: yeah Janias. yeah uh, my final point on this is the penalty not only education to help change a culture but the penalty ha- penalty has to be severe enough to thwart people's intentions of using sexual um, harassment in this case. So education again and the punishment. It has to be more severe. Vic, I love what you said. The NCAA, step in, you know, flex your muscle or somebody.
2: I think that education piece is is critical. Um I think another one when we talk about diversity and Victor, you hit the nail on the head. It's like a buzzword. I teach in a school and whenever we have like and activity, some of the kids will roll their eyes, oh, we're doing diversity again. Why do we have to keep talking about this? But honestly, if you have, as it relates to sexual harassment, if you have more women literally sitting at the table and making these decisions, these trainings will be a lot more effective. It's really not that hard to to not um, offend people. You know, and I've heard, of course, being a a woman in in several different workplaces, I've heard recently from from men, oh, you can't give a woman a compliment anymore. You're going to get accused of sexual harassment. And that's not it at all. You know, if if I ask someone, if I ask my coworker, hey, do you want to go grab, you know, lunch? And they say, no, I'm not going to keep asking them and bugging them. Okay, don't you want this lunch? You said that you wanted lunch. Don't you want to eat this? So we understand it. when We understand consent when we're talking about other things. Would you like a piece of gum? Would you like a cup of coffee? But suddenly when we we come to sexual harassment and offensive contact, we get confused. And I think we get confused because we don't have enough women that are at the table making these calls. So I've watched some of those same HR trainings and... I've rolled my eyes too, because those situations do not reflect the realities of what's going on in the workplace, because you have men that have never experienced these situations having to check a box and say, okay, we have to, uh, we have to do this. And then when they are accused, because you have so many men that are the ones that are reviewing these claims and having to to give out the punishments, it becomes, in many cases, a decision for the woman, is it even worth it to report this? Because they are going to be the ones that are experiencing those repercussions. So yes, that education piece is critical. That education piece is so important. Um, Acknowledging and calling these actions exactly what they are is very important. And it's, it's really not hard to be accused of um, assault if you are engaging in assault-like behaviors. So if, here's a thought, if you think you might get accused by making this joke or making this comment or asking this question, how about you just don't make it? Add some other jokes, comments, and questions to your repertoire. If you feel like, oh, this is this might get me called to HR, just don't say it. That's all you have to do. Just uh, like like uh, one of my faves, Herb Edwards said, "Don't press send. Just don't say it. Don't do it. It's really not that difficult."
0: Again, I I love what you said, sis. And this is not NCAA's first rodeo. That's what upsets me from a leadership perspective. NCAA has had a very embarrassing situation happen happened in Michigan State regarding the gymnastic uh, uh, teams. Come on, man. Mm, that should have been the wake-up call saying, we have an issue in my collegiate sports. So what are we going to do to nip this in the bud? <clears throat> Women's sports have come along so far. I'm so excited. One, because I'm a girl dad. And my daughter's kicking telling soccer. And I tell you one thing, I would knock somebody's teeth out if she's playing college sports, D1 level, and a coach uh, 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 harasses her or mistreats her. So, yes, I'm very passionate about this because from a leadership perspective, NCAA has the power. You want to sit up there and, and game plan a three-game season during COVID but you can't sit there and game plan strategies to protect women in the workplace, protect students, mm-hmm. protect athletes. So be consistent. You can still make all the dollars, but what they say, if they don't make dollars, don't make sense. Make it make sense. So yes. I love to see what they do here in the situation with Les Miles moving forward, because again, the blueprint has been set. This is not the first time. The first time will be when they do something that sticks so that the next person that does it gets their head sculled in and and they get dragged across the doggone country. But I'm sorry, I'm getting a little too violent today. Acknowledge there is a problem to fix a problem.
2: That acknowledgement is key. That um, calling it what it is is key. That changed behavior is key. Um, What we hear a lot now is um, comments about cancel culture. And, oh, we are, you know, dragging people for small things or or, or things that they've done in, in their past. And there are certain things that should be canceled. However, if you have demonstrated, whether you're at the institutional level or you're the person that engaged in that offensive behavior, if you have demonstrated that you have made restitution to the group that was um, offended demonstrated that you've learned more about that and move forward, trying to do better Then you should be able to, to continue. But if, if by saying cancel culture is, is, is offensive, you're saying that we should just forget these things that have done. If you haven't made any amends, I'm okay with that. I'm i I'm okay with people being canceled that are continuing to do and engage in offensive behaviors and activities. And kind of on this same, on this same level, on the same topic, we've got a situation with um, professional athlete Myers Leonard, and there are a lot of different things that we can we can do and say about this one.
1: Yeah, well, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Myers Leonard, he's a center forward for the Miami Heat basketball team, and he uh, stated or blurted out an anti-Semitic slur. You just can't do it in these days and times. And so uh, the Miami Heat, what they did is they suspended him indefinitely from the team. That's probably enough for right now. Um, And then he wants to apologize today and say he didn't know what the word mean. For those who didn't know what he said, he said kike. You can't say kike, you can't say those things. And so what he probably didn't know either is that his owner is Jew. And so I am imagine the owner is probably really pissed off if Miles Leonard never puts on a heat uniform again, or at least for this season, I would not be surprised. Miles Leonard's playing, playing some video game or he's on some uh, public domain, a chat or whatever. And he's saying these things and he's cursing. He's, he's being an adult with the exception of exercising your adult liberties, which talk about free expression. You just can't say that word or those words that are inflammatory and denigrating uh, a race or culture or orientation as we spoke on. So Miles Leonard, you're wrong. You're wrong for that. And Miami Heat, you have every right to do what you're doing so far. And in my opinion, if he does not come back again uh, to play basketball this season, that's okay too. That's okay too. I'm offended and he didn't talk about me. I'm offended when you're offending someone else as well. And that's that empathy we were talking about, that sympathy. But uh, to say, come out with a weak, excuse me,
0: weak-ass excuse and say you didn't know what the word, then don't say what you don't know. Kudos to the Miami Heat. Again, hold your players accountable. They're one of the blue-chip franchises. Again, Pat Riley, Laker, zero tolerance. They already (laughs) suspended him indefinitely the NBA, kudos, Adam Silver, says we're going to investigate. They didn't keep him on the team while they investigate. There's nothing to investigate, really, other than the fact they everyone knows what he said. They heard him say it. He said it live. So for the Miami Heat to immediately release a statement and suspend him, that's already saying we're not playing this. This is not acceptable behavior for our team. You might take that to another team, but not on our team. And then the NBA has been consistent with its message of activism and and and, yes. and hate speech and intolerance. So from any of the major leagues, NBA, NFL, uh, hockey, uh, you know, I think I said baseball, I the kudos goes to the NBA for being very active, very supportive of their of their of their athletes in their engagement in social issues. And they backed it up with everything. And here we go. They suspended a player. And so I, I, I'm happy to see that. And to the other side, from Myers Leonard's point, and I like his story. He uh, He's a, a pro-military. His brother served in in Iraq. So, of course, he's always going to have near and dear. However, why are you speaking about things or saying things out your mouth you don't know what you're saying? I remember growing up, mom would say, you know what you're talking about? Not, well, don't say it. Same thing. If you heard someone who said something and heard someone else who heard someone else and you sit up there uttering something you heard, when do you think you should take the time to research what you're saying? Because I'd be doggone if someone says the N-word and says, I didn't know what I was saying. Well, that you're going to say that after you got your eye dotted or after you got your teeth knocked out. So when we start talking about tolerance, empathy, awareness, education, this is why we have those courses because there is this thing called white privilege and you can say what you want to say when you want to say it however everything you say has ramifications somewhere and so to say an inflammatory word that 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 is very sinister in thought sinister in in the pain it elicits yes zero tolerance and, and again ignorance so uh, what I did like seeing Julius Edelman who is uh, Jewish, wide receiver for New England Patriots reached out to Myers Leonard and, and shot him a Twitter saying, hey, I understand what you're going through. I can see how you are confused. He said, it's one thing to say the word in an offensive nature out of hate. It's another to say it out of ignorance. And out of ignorance, it makes it even worse because you don't even know what you're saying. He said, however, I'm reaching out with an olive grant so maybe we can have a Shabbat dinner together. I'm down in Miami at times. And if you rewind the tape, Julius Edelman did the same thing with Deshaun Jackson, a black NFL wide receiver who used to play for the Eagles who made an anti-Semitic comment when he quoted some literature from Hitler. Again, this is not a white thing. It's not a black thing. It's not an Asian thing. This is a human rights thing and Myers Leonard just happened to be the latest person that did something stupid and so again it's called awareness and if this nation is is really trying to get to a point of education and awareness I definitely say look at what the NBA is attempting to do by holding people accountable having education opportunities and awareness and really expanding and saying this is how beautiful our country can be but when we all rally behind each other as white men, as Black men, as Asian men, and, and and really be about this business, then we can have productive conversations, safe conversations, and we can really influence change.
1: Yeah, years ago, Kobe Bryant, uh, anti-gay slur, um, and he was fined heavily for saying what he said. And so I, if Myers and Leonard, if you show contrition, I'm going to Respect the Miami Heat organization and Adam Silver and the leadership for the NBA for handling your punishment, but show contrition, be sincere, and then we'll we'll let uh, the the punishment lay where it may, uh, as far as suspension or uh when do you come back to play again, if you play at all, but show some contrition.
2: You know, what are these changed behaviors? Because if you're a grown man and you're still using language and claiming that you don't know what it means. Um, I, I, am hesitant to believe that because, and at home, you can Google what he said. He put a, an entire string of profane language that he put together. He chose those words to make a point. Okay. He, he had several colorful words that were included. He chose that one because he intended it to be an insult. Okay, so words mean things. Language is powerful. And a word might be a word that you've used all your life. You might have grown up saying this word. And when someone tells you that that word is offensive to them, immediately you should take it out of your vocabulary. Period. Like, I don't get to decide, I'm not Jewish, I don't get to decide what is and should be offensive to jewish people just the same way as i don't want a white person to tell me that i shouldn't be offended when they call me articulate because they meant it as a compliment so the the and i'll do i'll do my final burn right now as we're moving forward think about your language words are powerful they mean things Every single word that you say can be used to build up or tear down. So think about the side of the line that you want to be on and ensure that you're not going to have to come up with a a backwards halfway apology. Oh, I didn't know what I was saying. It was the heat of the moment. And I grew up saying that. No, you say that was wrong of me. I have some learning that I need to do, and I'm going to do better next time.
0: The world is changing. We are becoming a more globalized economy, a very multiracial and diverse nation. And for some odd reason, some people do not like that. Again, Unc spoke about it, and, and and you've all heard me. I am a military veteran. I'm also a military brat. So all I known was a very diverse environment. It wasn't until later in my life that that bubble that I was raised in burst when I found out one, I'm a black man; two, people look at me a certain way, and I did not know that. But it is now 2021. We're coming out of a pandemic. The old boys club should be closed or should be closing, and I and I look forward for this next generation as as they start ushering some of this change because the the intolerable words, the, oh, I did not know, when you can Google almost anything off the top of your head and it will come up. Anything off the top of your head, which is already scary when you start thinking all the wonderful things off the top of your head and say, someone asked this in Google. So to be that ignorant to say, I didn't know what I was saying, that doesn't really fly. So let's take these diversity training seriously. Let's, t- let's take really knowing our neighbors seriously. This is not about politics, <laughs> not at all. It's about human beings and treating people with respect. Who would think again in 2021, that someone would say something so offensive as with the semitic slur that can, rem- that can bring memories and horrific memories of something that happened almost 80 years ago when we talk about the Holocaust and you tell me you don't know what that meant. So let's take this seriously, talk with our children, educate the children. I live here in DC, we have the National Holocaust Museum. If you really wanna understand what that meant and what that word means, go there. Also had the opportunity to go to Poland and go to, go to Auschwitz. Yeah, you would know what that word means. You would know the pain associated with that. So when we start talking about change and we didn't even talk about the Asian Americans and what they're going through right now, come on, enough is enough.
1: We talked about these topics today in particular because it does apply to sports. Sports is that one activity that bridges the great divide of race, culture, uh, orientation, Uh, regardless of where you've come from. There's something about sports that can bring us all together. We need to educate ourselves You know, on those things that d- can become offensive to our neighbor. We just want to hit the ball. We want to shoot the ball. We want to have fun. We want to sit down and watch these high-paid athletes play at the highest level and give us that entertainment. And we expect our entertainers, these high-paid athletes, to set the example, to be role models because somebody is watching. So the less Miles, the coaches that are out there, the Myers Leonard, the other players, whether it's basketball, football, whatever sport you're in, just be a little bit more responsible. Last thing I want to share, Jania, it's good to have you back. Me and Vic were running crazy the last couple of days. we were like the substitute teacher. We we're just playing and having fun. But having you back, in all seriousness, we're stronger with you. And you brought your leadership, your uh uh, social awareness and education to us. And I learned some things
0: from you today. So I want to say thank you. And it's good to have you back.